Well, no, glad to have you back, buddy. Yeah, no, glad glad to be here. Uh, what did Bard call you? You had a sultry voice. Is that why it was? Sult- oh, sultry uh... baritone voice, I believe, is what Bard said about you as the host. Yeah, I forget. I need to look that up. It was because uh... I don't think we've used. I think I don't know if we've used that language before. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, I don't know where they they got that from. I think I think AI just loves the sound of your voice, buddy. I mean, that's understandable, but concerning as well. Well, that's I'm going to your house when AI takes over. That's all I know. You can soothe yeah, them with go. your sultry baritone voice. Let's see if the link is still good. All right, yeah. Host in season seven. Charis- charismatic host. Known for his sultry baritone and beekeeping hobby. I don't know that I'm known for my beekeeping hobby. And you I definitely, also don't have that You definitely did keep hobby. bees at some point. I definitely did keep bees, but I definitely have not kept bees for many years now. Would you call yourself a keeper of bees? At one point. At one point, but it's not, it's not, the bard is just behind. I think that's all. Well, it's not behind on the, the sultry baritone. Uh, Might have been fishing a little bit with charismatic. Yeah, no, you're right there. You are right. And also, does it, does it, does it, does bard call me a jerk? Because I'm definitely, that's definitely should be added. It says you provide witty commentary and laughs. But I'm assuming the laughs are when you're laughing at at other people's better jokes. <laughs> I was gonna say... like right now you're laughing right now. No, so I was gonna yeah, say that they're, laughs, they're, so I, I was gonna that. say they're laughing at me and not with me. Maybe <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Falstaffian, if anything, my friend. You're you're, la- you're you're saying what we're all thinking. I appreciate that. Thanks, Bard, for. Um, Honing in on who we truly are. Yeah. They don't have the same hangups that we do, you know. Right. <laughs> Emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't they don't feel hanger like I do. Well, I mean, how long will it be until AI is hangry? <laughs> uh twenty twenty five? Is that is that soon enough. <laughs> I'm giving ourselves a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk some basketball? No, oh, are we not recording yet? Well, we're recording, but I didn't even introduce the show. Okay, let's do that. I mean, this was all podcast gold. I just assumed that we were... <laughs> no, that's fine. No, it is. You're not wrong, but I haven't told anybody who who you are. Okay. If this is their first episode, this is it's getting weird. Yeah, well, if they see if they see six eighty, they're like, oh, what, what what do we got going on here? <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so, uh, just prepare to. Uh, Y'all don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth. Wee! I'm gonna be real with you. And I don't care if I get fine. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 14th, 2024, and this is episode 680. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss games against Boston, Washington, Atlanta, and Denver. Joining me this show are... One of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's the J-Train, John Coulson. Whoop, whoop. 
What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Joey? I'm so glad to see you. Uh, two men in it this week. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Glad, glad to be here. Uh, sorry I missed out. You know, the, we all missed for for several weeks, and then and then I was un, unable to get in last week. So glad to be here and and, and back in the saddle. Yeah, shout out to the doctor who we're missing, who's just traveling with his family. And then shout out to the enforcer, John Harper, who uh, just had a birthday. Um, I don't know, uh, 55, I think? Something like that. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the uh, um, senior member of the team, uh, I think. Yeah, he thinks that we respect him because he's the enforcer, but we respect him because he's older than us. Yeah, exactly. Or than me. You know what? He's not older than Jason, but... That's right, he's not older than Jason. Jason respects him because of he's the enforcer, but but you and I respect him because he's older than us. That's right. Respect your elders. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Words to live by. Well, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind listeners that they can support us, the eldest Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. In fact... We've got our uh, uh, anniversary coming up here real soon, which you know for us, you know, it's it's a, just a fun time. But also, that's the time when we got to pay our pay our uh, yearly hosting fees and all that sort of stuff. So that money kind of goes to help support us in the in that way as well. When when's our uh, is it the twentieth? When's our exact birthday? Do you remember? That's a that's a good question. I have it on a calendar and. and it is the twentieth. That's right. Yeah. Nice. And and then uh, this will be our. Is this our twelfth or eleventh year? It's our eleventh. I think it's our twelfth season, eleventh year. Twelfth NBA season, right? Yeah. Um. And so, what's uh, what do what do we get for uh, eleven? Uh, what's the eleventh anniversary? That's a good question. The eleventh one is steel. Is the traditional one. Mm. So. The modern anniversary of the 11th is fashion jewelry. Made out of steel? Yes. Okay. If you're getting against a gem, it's turquoise. Ooh, see, I could do it. If you're getting me flowers, it's the tulip and or morning glory. Uh, I'm a big turquoise fan. Um, I feel like um, turquoise surrounded by steel. If you guys are thinking, sure. if the fans are thinking about sending us something, some sort of modern jewelry, you called it? Mo- yeah, there's there's several uh, options, but the 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 gem of the eleventh is turquoise. So what if what if uh, what if someone I'm just throwing out suggestions made us a a steel and turquoise morning glory necklace? I'm in. I mean, obviously, that's. I'm sure that's all the boxes. I'm sure it's super cheap to produce mail. Sure, it's you know what they've probably got it on Amazon already. <laughs> For the everything there. <laughs> yeah, them all. I think uh, Bard probably already made it and has it in the mail for us. Yeah, that's probably right. You got the thing is, is AI is so thoughtful, you know. We programmed it to be thoughtful, but that whatever—that's neither here nor there. Is it AI if we programmed it though? Mm, you know, we might be getting outside of the, uh, the the realm of basketball, but but let's dig in to to the the philosophical meanings of this. No, I you know, I, mean, I think all of the AI that we have now is is you know, guided by the, at least the language and, and the, and the, the programmers around that, you know, this is not, it's not writing itself, you know, it's, this is, this is, uh, uh, shaped very heavily by the hands that are creating this. By what it could rip from the internet, including our show. So, um, the 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 AI, the AI baby that's being born will be partly us. That's true. That's yeah. true. And and we want to make sure that our part, uh, like the left ear or whatever, is 
you know, is healthy. The, and the, the left ear? Yeah, I don't know. We're just a small part of it, you know. We're going to be earlobe. Sure. I'm Pink, pinky that. toe. Pinky toe. All good. All good. The turquoise steel pinky toe of the AI. Sure. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Oh, dear. All right. Well, because because Jason and, and John are not here to, to keep us on track. Yeah, we're already off me, the rails. <laughs> we're off the rails, but what, you know, what are you going to do about it? I did want to talk about the, the basketball games that the uh, Pacers have played over last week. I, you know, I had so much to say about the, the, the previous month of basketball, three, several weeks of basketball. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to to chime in. So, do you have anything you need to say up front about that stuff? I mean, are you you know that bad long losing streak, and then a a response with a six game winning streak? Do you do you have thoughts before we go into this week? Well, you, you know, I, I had gone to a couple of the games. The the uh, the most memorable for me was the Clippers game, where we just got the doors blown off us at home. Uh, Harden was making. You know, a court angel because he just c- couldn't miss three pointers. That was super annoying. Uh, PG, you know, PG was, you know, average at best, but it didn't matter because because Harden was going wild, Kawhi was going wild, and PG was was hitting some shots, and and Westbrook was out there. the 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 thing that really stood out to me from that game, aside from Harden, just just he, he, I don't remember he, he had. 20 30 straight point I don't know it was yeah no so, it was like it was like a record and it wasn't fair it was just it just kept hitting threes and then and free throws and it was it was pretty wild but the thing that really shocked me was was Westbrook not so much what he did on the floor cuz I had I had very nice seats for this show or for the show but um you know when a team from LA plays it's just a show exactly but, Showtime, uh, baby. We we had seats down pretty near the, the Clippers bench, and there were several fans that were wearing Westbrook jerseys, which is not super abnormal, but one guy, I think, had Westbrook's high school jersey somehow. There was a Pacer fan that was, like, even closer than us, very close to Westbrook, who kind of kept, like, you know, talking to him and trying to just get his attention and stuff. But he was, he had a Pacers shirt. I just thought it was a, a Clippers fan, but he was a Westbrook fan. And he had just, a Pacers shirt Just straight shirt on. for Westbrook. He had a Pacers shirt on underneath it, and then he had a Westbrook jersey on over it. Um, which, you know, if you're a, you're a fan, but I, yeah, I, people love that guy. And, and I've heard, you know, very, very good things about him with, you know, being, being very kind to fans and, and good things like that. But, you know, as a, as a basketball player, I don't see, I didn't, I was surprised by the level of love specifically for him. He plays hard. He does play hard. Lots of people play hard though. So, um, so, uh, just to put context, uh, Harden scored 18 points in a row against us. Okay, yeah. On December 19th, right before the Christmas holiday. Um and I and I do I think you sent you sent me a text and said uh you shouldn't have poked the bear just because I've been calling him a no talent ass clown for the last 10 years. I know. I said you shouldn't have poked the beard. Oh, the beard. Yeah. I should not have done that for sure. So this anyway. is my fault. The the loss was my fault. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, the, you know, I was I was pretty concerned after you know I wanted to win that game too. You know, PG was in the house and he and he played. You know, sometimes he doesn't play when when he's here in town, and, and he did. And there were a lot. Of, there were there was some PG you know Pacers PG gear in the in the house because they're dead inside. I, is that, is I that don't why? Know. Because I mean, they you know some of these fans still like him, and you know because they don't the, understand the thing, basketball. I don't. Well, it was the business side of it, you know. It wasn't the basketball side. 
It was the business side. They, of the they love PG just airballing game-winning shots. That's their favorite part of playoff P. You had you had some pretty cool dunks that one time. Oh, the could, the three sixty in the air that was the, pretty sweet. Three sixty was pretty cool. That's when we all loved him. I'm just saying that we is, all loved yeah. him for a while. That's right. I know. I know. I, I agree. I don't. I mean, I don't you, really okay. Mean. And if you were a small child coming up under PG, I can see you might still root for him. But and somebody anybody who, over the age know, of twelve wearing a PG jersey when PG was here, I'm not mad at them. That's the thing is like when you were younger, you weren't. You just watched. You know, right. you, just you just watched, watched what yeah. you watched. Right, exactly. You didn't know why he got traded or what happened. That's right. So those are the things that you don't have the memory or even knowledge of. You know why other people don't like him the same as you. Sure, and I and I support those people. You know, I, I do understand as a child you don't um, have object permanence. You know, <laughs> actually, that was the the end of the, the the losing streak, and so it was. I was pretty bummed. You know, that was four in a row. Four in a row, we had lost, and uh, one one against Charlotte, and then lost two more, and then and then started making started winning some ball games. Yeah, and it was it was pretty sweet to, um, to see a the, recovery. Uh, yeah, Carlisle was super pissed and um, yelled at the team. And um, publicly, and made changes in the starting lineup to to shake some things up, and the team has responded. Yeah, that's and that's what we needed. That's what we want to see. We want to see this team respond. Obviously, you know, and we've said for you know, well, this the last two years. I mean, the team is largely the same of these last two seasons. We we know they're a talented team. You know, we know they're a very talented bunch. We know that their ceiling is is very high and I think that a lot of these guys have real aspirations to do to be very successful in this league you know including you know potentially championship aspirations you know we we went and grabbed Bruce Brown and you know from the from office championship and we have you know one of the most talented very young point guards in Tyrese Halliburton we've got some good veterans with Miles um, Turner and James Johnson, uh, James, James. I was going to say James Johnson first, but uh, but James Johnson, who's who's you can see just immediately hopping into the role and and super excited. He and Halliburton are having a great time together. Yeah, which I love. You know, he having, just chats it up with everybody on the bench. He's oh, got stuff going on. There, you know, he's having a great time. Yeah, and you know he's. You know he's helping guide, you know guide this team. Sure, and T.J. McConnell, uh, excellent. I mean, yeah, we always talk about we, coach's son just plays the right way, plays hard all the time. Not the most talented, uh, physically talented guy on the floor, but uh, just plays heady and smart. I, I would say that um, th- what I got came away last year thinking was if this team doesn't play defense, we're never going to be any good and. Um, what happened this season is that we played such good offense that our terrible defense didn't seem to matter. Um, and yet it still catches up with you. I mean, if you play great offense, but can't stop anybody, um, it's a matter of, did you hit a layup or a three pointer more than the other team? Um, we've been great in clutch plus minus. We've also, um, blown a bunch of teams out, but when we're not hitting shots, we have no resistance there's and no plan b there's no plan b now um i said that carlisle got mad and yelled at everybody and changed the starting lineup that also came in tandem with one of the few um uh practices uh, that they that they have had during the season it's tough to have full uh day practices during the season you know basically what you do is you do walkthroughs before a game you talk about the matchups but to have just a a team focused practice like you would before the season's pretty rare during the season. And the last practice they had was completely utterly devoted to defense. And that's showing dividends that they, they are putting up a little bit of resistance. Um, and it, and when you're scoring at a league high rate, a historically high uh, number at 126 
6.4 points a game, which again, if the season ended today, would be the highest in the history of the NBA. Just show me a little bit of resistance. And, Just a little bit. And, um, you know, you haven't walked through this week's games, but I think we did that in a couple of these games. Let's get into these the, these games here. So the, the first game of the week, playing Boston Monday, January 8th at home. And Pacers win 133-131. There's a lot to dig into about this game, mm-hmm. but the end of it was wild. There was... Uh, there was uh, challenges and and all sorts of uh, crazy stuff. I, I think the biggest thing out of this one, you know, we got, we got a nice win, but but Halliburton goes down with uh, it turns out to be a grade one or grade one hamstring strain. Or Does the splits tear. on a like a wet yeah, spot on he, the floor? He, he slips on the floor. It's, he's done several times this season, but this time he goes down hard and and they care. I mean, he didn't get up. Actually, you know, they they carried him off and. Yeah. I thought it maybe the season being, was over. Like I was very yeah. Concerned. I mean, yeah. I mean, lots of people were concerned because it looked very bad, and people close to the team, Carl, I was saying like, once they had got the the report back, he said this is the best possible result from from what we had seen. You know, it, it looked like it could have been much much worse. So Halliburton goes down, and the team still responds, and they they play very well, and you know Boston had had really controlled much of the game but Pacers uh, fought back particularly in the third quarter you know you we talk about our offense we dropped 44 in the third quarter uh, to bring it you know back to our favor and then the you know the fourth quarter was was very closely contested um, there was yeah, uh, uh, Falcons Jalen Brown that was reviewed there was uh, some no calls and then the controversial call at the very end, which was Matherin shooting and the call on the floor was a foul against Kristaps Porzingis and there was no challenges left for Boston. And the call on the floor stood. And it so, was reviewed, though, because it was the last two minutes. Um, but they did not, They can't review whether it was a foul or not at that point. They can only review how much time's left or whether there's three or a two, whether the ball went out of bounds on somebody, right? So so without Boston having a challenge to the foul, Matherin goes to the line. He, hits, he was for a three-pointer. He hits two of them. Misses the third on purpose because there was only .6 seconds left. Yep. Ball bounces away, and we win the game. Um, the... A uh, two-minute report that came out the next day said that it should not have been a foul, which makes it uh, controversial. But I will take the freaking win. Our best player goes down uh, in the second quarter. The entire team is deflated. I mean, every, the entire Pacer nation is deflated. And we fought back in this game. And Matherin, our second-year player, I was really, I thought, um, was a leader in this game. And really mm-hmm. took over, uh, did some important things for us uh, with ball handling and being aggressive and taking the moment. And uh, this is a huge win against uh, the best team in the NBA as far as standings go. They haven't even lost 10 games yet this season. They're unbelievable. And um, yeah, we notch a win without our best player for most of the game. So this is a huge win. Uh, controversy be damned. That's right. Yeah. Either either way, you 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 view the the foul calls and the, um, but it's yeah. At the end of the day, their their Pacers win. And hey, look, we've been on the wrong side of <laughs> that two minute, the, the the two minute report so many times for most I don't, of my life. I don't <laughs> right. Like I don't. You know, I'm not saying that that uh, maybe the call on the court was wrong, but we've been on the wrong side of that so many times that I don't feel that bad about this one. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, yeah, but you, you know, you mentioned Matherin. He had 26 points. He really, you know, picked up playing time after Halliburton went down, and he was our, our leading scorer off the bench. And really, the scoring kind of came from everybody. We had seven guys in double figures. Uh, Nemhardt even had nine, so you know, almost almost eight there. You know, and and you look at the Boston side, and, and they really relied really heavily on, on Jalen Brown because well, he's Jalen Brown. Yeah, and Jason Tatum was out this game. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. 
but again, our best player was out most of the game as well. So um, we'll call it a wash. Sure. But Jalen Brown did did uh, put 40 on our heads. <laughs> yeah, he did. We love giving people their season high, don't we? We do. Man, or I tell you what, high though. Sometimes. I, I, I really like the makeup of, of the Boston team. You know, I don't like them, you know, because it's because it's the Boston Celtics, but you know, the individual players and, and uh, I they're just they're they're a very, very talented team. It's a, a beautifully well put together team. Um it is, two yeah. of the best two way wings in the game. Um and then you've got a backcourt of two of the best defensive um you know guards in the league. And then you've got a big old big old crazy center in Christos Porzingis and uh yeah it's just it's 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 it all makes sense uh on the floor and they play both ways they they can yep. score and they can play defense so yeah we'll move on to the the Washington game Wednesday January 10th again at home and Pacers win this one 112 to 104 this one was much less dramatic as the Wizards in, are in the second half. Yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> but there was. I was not concerned. I was worried the whole time. I'm like, why are we going to lose to the Wizards? They were they were beating us, or they were with us in that game all the first half. Um, I really do feel like they went into the halftime, and and the coaching staff was like, stop playing with your food. Um, you're at home against one of the worst teams in the league, and we just came out and put it on them. But that first half, I thought, oh wait, without Halliburton, we're not good. We're just we can't figure out how to score. And uh, yeah, and we and we did it by committee this game too. You know, it was, it was, um, again, one, two, three, four, seven guys in, in double figures, and uh, Nemhard gets the start. Miles Turner's our leading scorer with eighteen, and you know, I guess we just let Jordan pull. Do what he wanted to do, uh, you know. He was twenty twenty eight and seven, but you know, outside of that, they were, you know, largely ineffective, particularly in the second half. Like we 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 owned that game in the second half. The first, second you're right. Half, first, the the first half was uh, not as too stressful uh, for me against one of the worst teams sure. in the league. <laughs> yeah, and I and I guess I we we have all seen a lot of. We've seen the Pacers lose to far too many teams that we've should including lost. this Wizards team. <laughs> I mean, I agree, I agree. I guess I just I got the I got the feeling from watching this game that the the Pacers want to win for for Halliburton and that they were going to put it together. And and we're even without Halliburton, we're a significantly better team than the Wizards, and we we really. We really should not lose to this team. Right. I mean, I guess my point is that we did it before. Um, we have agree. Yeah. four or five really bad losses uh, in this season. Um, and we've talked about their focus and if they're not, you know, playing in the in-season tournament and uh, whatever. We right. just sort of, uh, we don't really seem to care. Um, I do feel like that's changed since there's change in focus and change in starting lineup and Focusing on defense, and again, we're not a good defensive team, but a little bit of effort, better rotations, closing out a little bit better. Um, you know, we're a team that should beat the Wizards of this of this league every night, and I was reminded of that in the second half. Even without Halliburton, we we were able to pull away from them fairly easily. So, um, again, all it takes is a little bit of defensive effort, <laughs> a little bit of focus, and you can beat. Um, right, you can beat the bad teams in this league. Speaking of Friday, January twelfth, Pacers went down to Atlanta to play the Hawks and beat them one twenty six to one hundred eight. And this game also was a, a good showing, particularly in the third quarter. They come out of half and and really grow that lead. They went into halftime with a six-point lead and then, you know, basically put it out of reach in the third quarter. You know, just kind of knocked it out and, and, and you know, knocked the wind out of their sails and, and, and really just took it away. 
Well, you know, I think we, you've mentioned it uh, several times about sort of the way that everybody's sort of contributing. I mean, with Halliburton down, we are stepping up as a team and we're winning by committee, you know, um, and every game um, somebody's stepping up. You know, Matherin steps up at the end of that Boston game. I really appreciate everybody, you know, taking their turn. We're really talented offensively, but people have to share the ball. You know, the way that Halliburton does it. Nobody can do it the way he does it. But Nimhard and, and uh, Buddy Heald is even showing off some of his lobs to to the big guys. Yeah. You know, like, um, we're trying to keep that same passing going. Um, that that Atlanta game, I believe, was, if that's the one that was pretty sloppy, um, we don't normally turn the ball over very much. There's 25 turnovers. Yeah. Um, for the Pacers. Yeah, we don't normally turn the ball over this much. Uh, because Halliburton's a steady hand, um, but man, Atlanta's not very good. Man, they're just not very good. I do want to give a quick shout out to T.J. McConnell, who did his best Halliburton impression with 14 assists this game. Yeah, he was brilliant in this game. He just has a he. There's a, he comes from half court streaking down and. To steal the inbounds pass. He always steals the inbounds pass at least once a game. But oh, I'd yeah. never seen this one before. He was like basically at the half-court line and just off his guy. And then just shoots at full speed, tips it, two out of bounds, runs in and grabs it, flips it back out before it goes out of bounds to a pacer. Um, just effort, just that hustle. He was on fire this game and I, he gets the game ball. Uh, I just loved watching him this game. He was, he was definitely doing uh, yeoman's work for us. Yeah, and, and and like we had mentioned with the doing this by committee, again eight guys in double figures, nobody over eighteen. And we have Buddy Heald and Obi Toppin with eighteen, but it's really spreading the load here. And and, and we've got you know we we we've talked maybe some about how our bench is the you know the number one bench in the league. They you know, Carlisle has really done a fantastic job of of spreading the load uh, for this team, and we've got we're I mean I think we're a relatively deep team. You know, there's there's guys. You know, we we've moved the, the starting lineup around, and I don't think anybody for from most nights night to night, most guys are 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 not totally outmatched. I mean, sometimes you're gonna Sometimes you're going to come up against Jokic and whatever. You're going to do what you're going to do. But I, mean, I think that these guys have, have really done well to hold hold their own against everybody uh, across the league. And, uh, you know, Isaiah Jackson has been in some really tough positions, you know, so far this season. And and, and Neesmith. And, I mean, everybody has. But, you know, those guys get some pretty pretty raw. Yeah, they're like, here, just uh, guard Giannis real fast. They're yeah, I mean, you get some pretty raw, like... <laughs> Defensive matchups here, and you're like, okay, well. There are very few teams in the NBA, even the best teams. Like, Boston couldn't just be like, you know what? I'm tired of the way you guys are playing. I'm going to switch out two of my starters for two of my bench guys and not see a change really in the chemistry or in the production of the bench. The starting lineup maybe gets a little bit better, and the bench unit stays the same. Like, we're running 10 deep and the guys are fairly interchangeable outside of Halliburton and, and Turner, of course. But like, that's, that's incredible. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty wild. We, we, you know, when Jalen Smith was signed, you know, the understanding I to what I had heard was the understanding was we brought him here. And this was at this point, a couple years ago, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Well, no, I guess it was the beginning was, of last season. So he was on the team yeah. three years ago. We re-signed him. We said last year, you're a starting power forward. Right, and that lasted what two months? He couldn't right. So we said, hey. he couldn't stop the ball at all, and he went back to the bench. But yeah, we, the initial intention was to have him was to have him as the starter, and, and that was part of I think why he wanted to be here because that was an issue he had before was was just not not starting and not seeing as many minutes as he'd like, and then yeah, he lost that here, and and but he obviously has worked very hard and. and and gain that back at times, at least. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when he's on the floor, we 
John, I know you could you could name probably ten guys pretty quickly. Pacers that when they saw the floor, you're like, all right, how, you know how long how long can he stay on the floor before they got to take him off? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's back up that you're like you're gonna get just you're just gonna get eat up out, out there. You you can't stay on the floor, and I, we just don't really have many of those guys. So, some of them defensively, you know, struggle, but. I mean that's the team. That's the team that we have. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, we don't we, we defense is not we, our, we, our, we knew that. Yeah, it's not our it's our our main skill. But no, all these guys are, um, they're capable, um, and I think they're playing hard and they're 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 trying hard and they're playing better. Um, we are. I think it's important to note seven games above five hundred right now. Like this mm-hmm. is we are uh, currently in the fourth or fifth seed, depending after our loss this afternoon. Um, in the Eastern Conference, like we are a good basketball team, and um, this is very exciting. I am, yeah, I'm thrilled with the progress of this team, based on where we were um, last season, um, and of course Halliburton is the the main revelation. Um, he has turned himself into, um, you know. A player who could be uh, an All NBA um, yeah. player. Um, he's he is leading uh, all guards in the East for the um, All Star game, and but I think Miles Turner's having a career year. Um, Jalen Smith been has been. You mentioned Jalen Smith. I mean, he's been as important when he's out. We're not as good a team. Um, he's the team's best rebounder. Um, he's um, you know he's hitting, he's shooting the crap out of the ball. Um, I, you know, Nimhard's health. You know, as our um, back or a starting <laughs> shooting guard, backup point guard, backup two guard. Um, his defense, his ball handling, make a huge difference. Um, you know, it's 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 important to remember that um, we haven't been entirely healthy this entire year, and we're still seven games above five hundred. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've done a reasonably, you know, you know, knock on wood, of course, but the you know, injuries have been, we've you know, more than you like, which is always the case. But you know, but but the Halliburton one, I think is, I think it's, I mean, just across the board, it's been the most serious one for anybody mm-hmm. this season. Right. You know, we've had some guys miss. You know, you miss yeah, you get five up. games. Yeah. yeah, there's, 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 uh, yeah, banging on people and it's a long season. You, you miss a couple. Yeah, it's a long season. You miss, you miss a lot of games. But with with the roster makeup that we have, the talent that we have, you know, for the for the most part, yeah. Besides Turner and Halliburton, we can throw somebody else with a relatively similar skill set in there, and and you know, a lot of these guys have seen, they've seen similar looks, and they've been in similar, been in similar experiences. Uh, similar situations uh, already, so so it's not a big drop off. So it's it's been nice to have that flexibility. Uh, you know, I think I said last week that this is um, it's coming up and it's 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 uh, creeping up on my top ten favorite Pacer teams of all time. Okay, it's how enjoyable this team is. It's how much how much chemistry this team has. And the only way it will crack the top ten is is if it has playoff success, uh, because of course the top sure. ten of all had playoff success. But I'm I'm loving this team. I'm loving the vibe. I'm, I'm and and it's such a fun brand of basketball to watch. Um, we just get up and down the court. It's not fun to watch the other team hit layups, but yeah, it's real fun to watch your team hit layups. Well, there actually was one more game that we had oh, not what? discussed. No. Yeah, I thought yeah, we yeah. were 3-0 well, and oh this week. We were. Depends on how you define a week. But <laughs> but we did. This game did did happen before this show. So uh, this was, yeah, earlier today. 3.30 tip. Sunday, January 14th. Pacers play away at Ball Arena in Denver. And they lose this one 117 to 109. Yeah, I do. I, mean, I just I do want to make a want to clarify for um, Pacer Nation. Ball Arena is about the ball jar, and not about Nikola Jokic's balls. 
Was there a concern there? I, I don't know. I, I, I want to make sure that Patient Nation knows the difference. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're doing the research that I don't think... Uh, People might have been be confused. I Googled it, you know, just to make sure. All right. I'm sure your, your Google history is is uh, varied and not safe for work, to be, on, to be honest with you. But Pacers, this game really just were, were in arm's length the whole, the whole way. And, you know, the, the, the defending champs, they know, how to, they know how to win games. And they're, you know, basically at, at full strength. And this team, you know, we talked about how our, our team is winning by committee. This team is winning with their starters. Yeah, uh, all you of think? those. I mean, absolutely, but it's it's. They played you know, they it like it was a playoff game. All of their yeah, starters they, played like forty minutes. Yeah, everybody was almost almost everybody was at thirty five plus minutes. Jokic was at thirty three, but most of their their starting lineup twenty 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 five points. Actually, three of them with twenty five points. They weren't messing around. They no were like, no. We're they gonna... were... And so we're missing Halliburton. We're also uh, missing Aaron Neesmith, who has been. Honestly, our most consistent player outside of maybe Jalen Smith, <laughs> you know, like he just is a guy who brings it every night. Even if he doesn't score, he plays, you know, tenacious defense. He rebounds. He does everything, all the little things. Um, and so missing him really hurt us in this game. And uh, we're down two of our best players. We go into Denver. We play the defending champs who played their starters starters minutes and we didn't get embarrassed yeah this also was uh, i guess of note this is bruce brown's trip back to denver and uh they they clearly like that guy the 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 players and the fans uh, they miss that guy but you know he had a, he had a good game he had eight, 18 and, and and 10 and really not that too far from uh from a triple double, if he could get a couple more assists, six, he had six assists on the day. So uh, you know, he, you know, good, good showing from him. Yeah, he talked about after Halliburton going down uh, that he needed to sort of expand his passing game and to take. You know, he he knows how to play point guard. He's done it in the past because um, he is a guy who can play one through four and has in this league. Um, and uh, you know, luckily he's surrounded by you know Nimhard and. And McConnell and whatnot, but I think he was excited to have the ball in his hands a little bit more, and and uh, probably wanted to show off for the Denver fans. Um, didn't come in a win. We we couldn't stop them. Shockingly, they scored sixty five percent from the floor, um, which is tough to beat a team if you're letting them do that. Yeah, absolutely, and. I forgotten uh, DeAndre Jordan was on the on the Nuggets. How could you forget? Yeah. How could you forget? Well, cuz he doesn't he doesn't do a ton on the floor. <laughs> I like DeAndre Jordan, but do you? You know, he's uh sure. Okay. I mean, I'll support. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. He was real good for for a little while there. Do you remember when uh he got like Tied to a chair by the Clippers or whatever, so he sure couldn't s- sign his contract with the Mavs. Yeah, so he couldn't, so he couldn't leave Lob City, right? Yeah, exactly. So. It was, it was a, it was a mild kidnapping, you know. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. I mean, that's how you want a kidnapping to go, really. Sure. Yeah, you don't want an intense one. You want a mild one. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to win this game, <laughs> you know. I mean, you're, yeah. you're going into Denver. Uh, this is the beginning of a of a four-game Western road swing, which I'm very concerned about. Uh, tomorrow's a back-to-back in Utah. Um, and, you know, Utah's not the best team, but they're competitive. And um, they're going to um, play hard. And we're coming in off a of back-to-back. Uh, we get a couple days off, and then we do two more back-to-backs at Sacramento, which they essentially have the same record we do, and we're at their house. And then we play Portland. Portland's very bad. In fact, they, I think, had a historically bad back-to-back losing uh, streak this 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 week. 
I think they lost by a combined like 70, or was it? No, yeah, they lost by 62 and 29, whatever that is. Seems like a lot. Um, it was historically bad back-to-back losses. Um, but again, the Portland game's on a second night of a back-to-back, and then we go play Phoenix. Um, so that's a lot of road games out west. We're without our best player in Halliburton. There's some winnable games here, but the winnable games are always on the second night of a back-to-back. So I'm nervous, Joe. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like, I, I think that our our depth will help us in these, you know, a, a swing like this. You know, we've got just guys to spread the load. And so, yeah, we've got two back-to-backs this week, you know, the second night of a back-to-back. So it's a five-game Western road swing. It was Denver, Utah, Sacramento, Portland, and Phoenix. Um, and we'll probably be recording during the Phoenix game next week. But if we say that this is our four-game week, tomorrow Utah is the second night of a back-to-back, and then Sacramento, then Portland, second night of a back-to-back, and then Phoenix. So uh, Phoenix is playing fantastic basketball right now. Um, what do you What are you predicting? If you you've got a you got a you got a two and two in you, I'll call for a. I'll just call for the sweep. Get it you out call the sweep. Yeah, I think we get. I think we're gonna without Halliburton. Without Halliburton, and I think because I mean he needs to get rested up for you know to come back from his injury and to get ready for the All Star game. So we'll just let him have uh, a couple nights where he doesn't have to worry about anything, and we'll just go out there, get those W's, and let's do it for look, do, do it for Halliburton. We'll do it for Halliburton. So I think we owe Utah one regardless. Uh, for Sacramento, you know, we've got several former Kings players that don't want to, you know, they don't want to lose to that team. Uh, Portland's an embarrassment. Phoenix is is a team that, you know, I think that we know that the Pacers and Carlisle, they know that we need to beat some of these good teams outside of the in-season tournament. And so we need to get some of these these wins. We we got one against Boston, you know. We lose to Denver, but Phoenix is a team out there that, you know, that their their record is is middling. But we obviously know that there's a lot of uh, talent on there. Well, yeah. So the Suns got Beal healthy, um, mm-hmm. and they they've been playing better since. Um, they were really struggling. They 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 looked like they weren't even in the playoff picture. Now they're. Um, they're at 20 and 18 in the eighth spot in the West. Uh, the Jazz are right behind them at 21 and 20. Um, you know, the West is brutal. These are good teams. The The Kings are 23 and 16. Um, and of course, uh, the tra- Trailblazers are 10 and 28. So, <laughs> uh, but these aren't like these aren't like elite elite teams. But um, I think people have they're... the Suns as a as a contender, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go one and three, Joe. Okay. You know, and I, I didn't realize that that you know you got your your uh, haterade shipment down in Asheville recently, but yeah, I did. Like, it just came in yesterday. Actually, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, but no, with the weather, you never know what's coming in. And uh, they're talking know, about snow tomorrow, there. so I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I've got my haterade here. Yeah. Stocked up. I get that. I get that. You know, for someone like you. Pacers were, uh, and and I I suppose still are, uh, the hottest team in the NBA over the last 10 games. Um, We and the Thunder and the Clippers are 8-2. And and, um, we are now tied with the Heat and the Knicks for the fifth spot in the East. Oh, actually, and the Cavs. Honestly, they're twenty-two and fifteen. We're twenty-three and sixteen. Um, we're only two games behind the third spot. So let's not go one and three. Let's go uh, sweep it up, like you said. Uh, that would be ideal. I will flush my haterade if we sweep this before the cops get there. <laughs> That's right. I think you use the you use the special blend, right? <laughs> 
Oh, Joe. Let's get out of here, buddy. All right. Well, until next show, you can find us on social media. We're all over that stuff. We love we love social media. Colson, you're big on you're big on LinkedIn, right? Um, I I think I have an account. I'm big on TikTok, is what I know. You're big on TikTok. Mm-hmm. A lot of dance moves over here. Yep, you can do the robot. You can do the worm. You can do the. I, I bet you can do I the worm, can't, can't you? I'm too old for that. Oh. My, my my physical therapist would be upset at me if I did the worm. <laughs> oh, that's sad to hear. That's sad to hear. She has to tape me up too much. We are on Twitter. It, oh, it'd be a tapeworm. Oh God, I'm there just you, killing it right now. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, I'm here all night. <laughs> I'm getting us out of here. <laughs> we'll be on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. And my favorite one, email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. Okay, boomer. Email? Yeah. Who uses that anymore? I, I use email every day. And uh, I, I actually don't. I actually like email. Don't email me. Don't call me. If it's important, text me. Otherwise, I will not find out about it. I sent you. I sent you an email a couple weeks ago. No idea. No response. No, I have no idea what happened. Oh, you know what? Well, I'll tell oh, you no, this. Actually, before... my parents did tell me about this. So I was so going to my... say it was your parents were on it because this was the ten year anniversary of when your family saved us from our Freezing house, which had death. no power. Yes. Uh, yeah. We had, you know, the two two of us and our dog and two cats, and we had no power. And and it was the uh, the worst winter in Indiana history. Uh, it was, was it? Well, no. no, it was the second coldest and the second most snow. So if you okay. add those together, that makes that the worst of all time. Yeah. So so I had a sweet snow snow blower, but you had to in, plug it in. But it was a it was an electric one, so it didn't do anything. I tried to run it off of something. I tried to run, I tried to run off my car. Hope you no, know, because I had like a uh, a converter. Sure. And I was the, like, the let me try cigarette that cigarette lighter. You just plugged it in. Thought you were gonna run your snowblower. It was better than freezing to death. So tried that. That didn't go. And then we were too snowed in. And so we called. The the, the the pictures are insane of just how much snow. Yeah. Yeah. So we called the Colsons. They came and saved us, and we lived at their house for a few days. But the temperature inside my house was was under 40. Or it was below 45. It was like 40 degrees or something like that. You guys made the paper. Yeah. You were were like, you were the front page. Was it the front page of the paper about how cold you were? I'm pretty sure it was uh, that. It was up there. I, re- I do remember I'd had... I'm not even kidding. There was an article in the Annapolis Star that it, you, no, it's, your wife it's was true. interviewed I w- about not having I was, power. We, we cooked dinner in the, in the fireplace that night with like... She she we uh, she, she cut up like some, some vegetables and um, wrapped them in foil and kind of put them off to the side in the fireplace. So they, you know, they, they uh, it took a long time for that to cook, but... Um, but you know, made made dinner there, and um, you know, I had I think some uh, some some grandpappy's what was it? Uh, Grand, uh, granddaddy fizzy pop. Granddaddy fizzy pop, and and uh, and I was I was messaging. I remember I was I was like DMing at uh, at a indie star. I was like responding to some stuff on Twitter, and and then they said, hey, can you do a phone call? And uh, so we, we, you know, we talked for a little while. And, yeah, You're we like, made, I'm almost out of juice because I don't have power. I mean, we didn't have... I did tell you at some point, it's like, I can't be on the phone real long because I can't charge <laughs> my phone back I've limited battery. Yeah. And we woke up the next... We woke up the next morning and we could see our breath and we're like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> so we appreciate uh, your family taking us in, including the, the dog and the two cats. Um which you know they weren't real happy, but 
Uh, they were they were actually time. way happier being there than than in the cold. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, they they just didn't know how they don't they didn't know how good they had it. You know. <laughs> well, um, what I so I do I was aware of this email because my mother texted me and said, "Did you get the email from Joey?" <laughs> Shit. And I went, yeah. "Okay, I'll check." Your parents respond to emails very quickly. <laughs> they do <laughs> because they're boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess call me Boomer. Oh, um, so how are you worried about the end of the Boomer era? Because Boomer is technically a Boomer. Um, do you feel like he's? I feel like the last time we saw him live, he was aging out. He seemed old. He didn't do a lot of flipping. Um, he went up in the rafters, but like whatever. Um, he seemed low energy. Um, do we have to replace Boomer because he's a Boomer? I don't think he's technically a Boomer. I, but I know who Boomer is. No, I know you do, but I, I thought he was not that old. Oh, you're right. He's probably not a Boomer. It's probably Gen X. Is is I'm, I'm he's guessing. Gen X, sure. Yeah. But but at he's some clo- point he's closer to. A boomer than he is to millennial. I'll, I'll say that. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I get that. But yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, all mascots gotta gotta hang up the the oversized shoes, you know, at some point. So, um, but I mean, you just you 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 put a you know somebody in their early twenties back in there, and uh, well, here's here's my you know we've talked about this before. Like, boomer is the spirit of boomer. More than he is a right. man. Boomer's not sure. a man. And so if if the man who inspired and created Boomer were to leave, Boomer would spirit would still stay? Or do yeah. you actually retire the mascot and create a new mascot? No, 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 no. No. No, I think what you do to, to make we it... We killed Bowser. Bo- well, that was different. Bowser, Bowser had it coming, but... <laughs> I think what you do to to make it make sense to the kids, that's who this is about, is, you know, they can see Boomer's having trouble with his with his 360 darks and all that stuff. Boomer, in the off-season, heads to Europe for some, for some, you know, some therapy that's not legal in the U.S. Sure. Comes back rejuvenated. Sure. And then you throw a, you know, 22-year-old in there. And I say, love this idea. You know, yeah, yeah. And then he's he's out there good to go. Set for the next, you know, twenty plus years. He gets some Kobe shots. <laughs> yes, you get you get whatever. Yeah, was it the 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 tears and gnomes or whatever? <laughs> you, 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 I don't remember what what was it that yeah they would go over there and 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 get yeah highly illegal <laughs> yeah uh, Scandinavian drugs. But then you come back and whatever. Then you're you you're ready for the game. You're ready to hit that trampoline hard, okay. you know, before before the end of the game. Fair. I, th- I agree with you. This is the way to do it. We will have the inside scoop when, when Boomer retires, only because we'll be able to see if he can actually start 360 dunking again. I'm super excited. On the 25th, the Pacers are playing the Mavs, and it's like a 5 o'clock game. But before the game... Is Boomer's birthday party, and my son is going to get to go. I think they're keeping the original Boomer around just to uh, to make sure he gets to see an All Star game. I mean, the man's put in twenty put in the work five years. Well, and then you know it was supposed to be in twenty 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 five years. Then, this will be his twenty fifth well, birthday, right? Maybe didn't he start but, when the field well, I, came out? That sounds about sounds about right. Yeah. But my point was the All Star Game was supposed to be in 2020. Mm-hmm. So if Boomer was waiting for the All Star Game, right, then it got bumped for three years. What are you gonna Boy. do? He's like, I'm just hanging on till the All Star Game. What's he, the? He's earned it though. Boomer's earned. Oh, it. Oh, for sure. Get your 25th Maybe. anniversary and get yourself an All Star Game, and then, um, and then we'll take you out to the farm. <laughs> no, what's the, what's that league that's in the summer, like the three on three league, the summer league. 
No, no, no. The one with like the the former players and stuff. Oh, the th- the three on three league. Yeah. Al Harrington and S- Stephen Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe he called. could go. He could he could move over to that league. What about Harlem Globetrotters or? They need mascots, right? Yeah, but I, you know I don't know if they want a Gen X mascot. Get us out of here. Okay, Boomer. Yeah. Uh, for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once in a Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, and for the greatest mascot in the NBA, Boomer. Turn out the lights, the party. So. You know, you mentioned like Hall of Fame, and and I was like trying to remember. I was like, yeah, Boomer is in the the mascot Hall of Fame. That oh, was right. Jeez. All right, let me start over for our the architect Daddy Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame mascot Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, everybody's in the Hall of Fame. We're just too good. Yeah. Reggie. Boomer, and Slick. Why don't you put Reggie in, our, in your sign-off? I think Reggie's always in my heart. He's always on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to cut your mic 